Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. I must say that my brothers... <laughs> no more. Gifts I know you. <laughs> anger me to no end. I know you too well. Okay. This is Nathan Goebel, Father John Here, I am. Here we are in Boulder, Colorado, wishing you a very happy Thursday afternoon. That's right. Thursday evening. Have a merry, merry Thursday. <laughs> it's the best time of the week. <laughs> I, I just can't. I can't work under these conditions. I just can't. You mean under the influence or under? <laughs> Possibly. The, uh, Thirsty Thursdays coming to you live from Boulder. <laughs> okay, so what are we doing today, John? We're following up on last week. What was uh, St. John uh, Nepomucene? Oh, Nepomucene. Nepomucene. Who, Hopefully uh, we're not taken off the air after that one. But. Yeah, we might be. By Mike, our producer. We're here uh, with our studio audience of one, Steph Dunbar, our good friend. And supposedly there was an email sent to a certain Joe Doman demanding that we follow through with our promise, which was that there would be a woman on the podcast. Do you find her worthy? <laughs> <laughs> she makes me uncomfortable. She, uh, she'd be great. And we're going to have her on. That's right. Eventually. So hopefully you're enjoying the laugh track she's trying to provide. She's got a great explosive laugh, and we love it. <laughs> Today's topic, the seal of confession. Seal. If you enjoyed last week, you thought it was real funny and cool and off the tough. This is really boring and plain. The seal of confession. No this way, is man. not funny. You're holding within you thousands upon thousands of old lady sins. Tell us, John. <laughs> okay, Tell so. Tell us, Father John. First question. What would happen to me if during this podcast I revealed your confession or something like that, or Steph's confession? It's called the seal of confession because okay. in ancient times they would use a seal club to beat the <laughs> priests who dared share the secrets. Wrong. <laughs> I actually don't know what happens. So. Not only was that wrong, but may God have mercy on your soul. That was uh, the the answer is I'd be excommunicated immediately. Immediately, automatically excommunicated. You would have known that if you would have listened to the podcast on excommunication, which came out two weeks ago. Oh, really? But you didn't. But actually, in podcast time, it hasn't come out yet. So that's probably why you haven't listened to it. Secrets of the podcast. (laughs) So. Did you just divulge a secret of the podcast? Are you excommunicated? I did not, and I am not. Okay. So that is the problem. So I got to be really careful. But the question is, where did this come from? Where did the seal of confession thing come from? Yeah, exactly. Let's go back in history. How do I know you're a trustworthy source? Trustworthy for, well, maybe I'm not. But Gratian is a trustworthy source. Okay. Do you know who Gratian is? Aren't you in canon law? Yeah. He's like the first canon lawyer ever. That's called my nap hour. <laughs> I somehow figure out a way to pay, shut off my brain and go attention. into hibernate Hold mode. on a second. We're going to take a little moment here. I apologize for those of you who are listening. I need to just give you a little older brother lesson. Okay. Listen in canon law because it's your life after ordination. Yeah. I screwed around. I regret it now. <laughs> All right? I'm serious. Pay attention to canon law. Back to Gratian. When Gr- he says he screwed around, he didn't do anything against canon law. He just means that he wasn't paying attention <laughs> to canon you. law. Good distinction. So Gratian was the first canon lawyer in the 12th century, mm-hmm. all right? And in his Decretum, he writes this. this is, he's compiling everything from the thousand years of the first Christianity into canon law, into a legal format in the first time. And he says, let the priest who dares to make known the sins of his penitent be disposed. May he remain a lifelong ignominious wanderer. Ooh. Ooh. Pilgrim. Intense, huh? Crazy. So then about 100 years, it becomes a canon Canon 21, exactly, of the Fourth Lateran Council. Fourth Lateran Council is important because the guy before it, Gratian, was just a canon lawyer. Mm-hmm. He was just a 
you know, a guy, a lawyer kind of doing his thing. But this is binding for the whole church. And they lay down the obligation of secrecy in the following words. Let the priest absolutely beware that he does not by word or sign or by any manner what in any way betray the sinner. If he should happen to need wiser counsel, let him cautiously seek the same without any mention of person. For whoever shall dare to reveal a sin disclosed to him in the tribunal of penance, we decree that he shall not only be deposed from his priestly office, but he should also be sent into the confinement of a monastery to do perpetual penance. Oh. Whoa, that's intense. So, okay. So I That go, was 1215. Okay. The year. So no seal club. No seal club. But, but perpetual penance in a monastery deposed or the task of a lifelong ignominious wanderer. That's intense. Do you know what happens to me nowadays? Free trip to Rome. To go visit a place called the Apostolic Penitentiary. Oh. Do you know what the Apostolic Penitentiary is? Place where you wear orange jumpsuits. <laughs> Maybe. No, you don't wear orange jumpsuits, but it's a cardinal who's in charge of um, a, the place. They deal with indulgences. They deal with bra- uh, and any problem with the seal of confession. And I got to go talk to him. But he in some way holds the, the, um, the power of the keys. That was oh. told to me by Cardinal Stafford, who was the previous Apostolic Penitentiary. So it's a tribunal oh, in he's Rome. He's no longer doing it. No, he's retired. Really? Yeah. Oh. And actually, it's crazy. The, the apost- surprise. Here's a little fun fact for you. So I don't have a friend in the penitentiary anymore. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. don't even think. You're about toast. It. Don't even think about it. Now it's a guy named uh, Cardinal Fortunato Baldelli. No jokes. But <laughs> the uh, Italian for really bald. <laughs> I knew you just had to say it. Just had to say it. Poor Cardinal Fortunato. Well, he's the penitentiary, so he's got not only a bad name but a rough job. Uh, Steph, just go ahead and laugh. Just let it go. But this this guy, this role goes back to the 12th, 12th century. So right around, this is crazy. If you go on Wikipedia right now and you look up Apostolic Penitentiary, you'll learn way more than from this podcast. What you also see is a list of every single general penitentiary, which means a cardinal from the 1216, the first guy, hmm. Niccolo de Romanis, 1218 actually, all the way to the present day. That's insane. 830 years of nonstop continuous just on the apostolic penitentiary yeah that's crazy so these guys have the specific role of the tribunal for dealing with any problems of the internal form of confession of private record and indulgences kind of interesting job okay question yeah so like when we're talking about the seal of confession so you can't reveal any of the content right so say i say within the context of my confession uh father um would you like to go to the baseball game with me later? Like, right. if somebody said, hey, uh, are you going to the baseball game later? Could you say you are? Because it's not technically part of my confession, but it happened within the context of confession. Well, let's go to the catechism for a quick definition. It is a crime for a confessor in any way to betray a penitent by word or by any other manner or for any reason. So it's mm. the betrayal of the penitent by word or by any other manner. A priest, therefore, cannot break the seal to save his own life, to protect his good name, to refute a false accusation. That's intense. To save the life of another, to aid the course of justice like reporting a crime, or to avert a public calamity. Better than the ball game example, what if I hear the confession of a guy who murders somebody, and then they find out that he came to me right after the murder, they drag me into court. Then what happens? It's I confess the Alfred Hitchcock. I know that's movie. what I was gonna say. You watch the movie I confess and hope that the guy you know does what happens. Well, at the which end. I've actually never seen. Oh, but it's amazing. It's interesting to think about this. The first trial 
that dealt with a priest with the seal of confession, a murder trial, Mm -hmm. 1813 in the United States. Wow. Reverend Anthony Coleman, SJ, the Jesuit, right, refused to reveal to the court information received under the seal of confession. That was the first time in the United States. Isn't that crazy? But this is what else is crazy. I thought, you know, it'd probably be good to know about what the state of Colorado has to say about this. Oh, yeah. They have a law that says this. This is this goes back to 1891. A clergyman or priest cannot, without the consent of the person making the confession, be examined as to any confession made to him in his professional character in the course of discipline enjoined by the church to which he belongs. That's Colorado state law, baby. Sweet. That's I like that. Yeah. That's better than the dispensaries. Yeah, that is. That's way better. <laughs> Even though we have more of them than Starbucks. And we were sitting, actually, as we were preparing this podcast, yep. we're sitting on my front porch here in Boulder, Colorado, oh, yeah. and I'm like, whoa, that stinks. Oh, the guys next door are smoking ganja. Yep, the dank. <laughs> the dank. But I, I, I'm pretty sure that they visited pain management of Colorado beforehand. <laughs> they had a really bad headache. Like, I love the dispensaries in Colorado that they have one of two names. It's either, like, some professional name, like uh, pain management of Colorado or... Uh, Bud Med or something yeah. like that. Weed and, House. Yeah. yeah, but then the other people are just like, purple ganja, baby. <laughs> you know, it's just like Acapulco no. gold. Uh, it is true. So yeah, pray for our state. But I mean, for the most part, we've got a good, we got a good uh, confession law in the books. We got a good confession law in the books. <laughs> and who, it's just a matter of time before that puppy gets, someone's like dusting that off and they're like, <sighs> what? Wait a second. We can't say this. I mean, it's right. we'll be toast at some point here. So I would say, well, here, let's go back to the catechism, if, if that's not clear enough. Let's go back to a yeah. decree from the Holy Office in 1682. Confessors are forbidden, even where there would be no revelation, direct or indirect, to make any use of the knowledge obtained in the confession that would, quote, displease the penitent or reveal his identity. I don't ask their name. I don't ask any questions. Yep. And if they say something to me afterwards, I'll usually say, um, oh, would you just remind me? Oh, I wait, we were talking about what? We were talking about the ball game. They need to say it again outside the confession. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll say within, I'll say, if you want to come back to this and speak of it, just so you know, you'll need to bring this up again outside of the confession. Right. So a priest just has to be extra careful in discussing this. So, yeah, but it's intense. We automatically incur an automatic excommunication reserved to the Holy See, which means I can't go to confession. If I break the seal of confession because I'm excommunicated, which you can learn more about retroactively two weeks ago. Right. The church's uh, position on this has always been this way. And it's really, it's really actually very beautiful. People take it very seriously. But just for our lay person here, Steph Dunbar, this is important. A Technically, person, I'm a lay person too. Oh yeah, you are too. person who falsely accuses a priest of breaking the seal of confession incurs a mortal sin and perhaps other canonical penalties, including excommunication. So right. Don't try and mess with me. No, I'm just saying. Didn't I'm we tell saying. you you weren't allowed to speak? <laughs> yeah. You are not allowed to talk. Seal club. <laughs> okay, but that something okay, to do with baby seals. The one of the no. one of the, the one of the questions that I have is, you know, this is always hot on the uh minds of our listeners, I feel. Um, how much do you remember? Like cuz I mean, every time I see a priest that I confess to, like in fourth grade, like I kind of cringe because I'm just like, oh my God, I can't believe I told that guy that. I, I'm, I'm serious now. When I was, before I was a priest, priests would always tell me there's a grace to forget. And I would always say, that's BS. That's ridiculous. That's just like some pious thing. Right. It's actually true. I seriously have no idea. 
even with people that I do who want to do face to face confessions, it's gone. It's gone. It's, I mean, it really is crazy. So there you go. That's You'll right. experience it in two and a half years. That's right. That's right. But it is true. It is true. I really think that God gives priests the grace to forget, to just completely forget. You yeah. forgive, forgive and forget. Forgive and forget. <laughs> he read that in his chicken soup for the college age soul today. <laughs> it's, I, it's, I just give my homilies out of that chicken soup book every day. That's why you're not allowed to talk, Steph. You're just listener audience. Busted. But speaking of that, okay. that's about it. That's about it. So yeah, uh, for your penance, uh, please go to confession within the next week. Uh, invoke St. J- John de Pomacene, who uh, is the patron of a good confession. And if you have time on your Netflix queue and you want to bump down Kate and Ashley Olsen do New York or something. Stop it. What? I mean, like, they have those they have those movies. But, like, I'm telling them to, to uh, check out I Confess by Alfred Hitchcock because it actually is an amazing film. That's it. Catholic Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.